Miss Sarah, Maddie took my toy. I'm going to tell on you. Mom, Seth touched me. Ever heard these things? What was your heat of the moment thought about that? What were your resulting emotions and reactions? Today, we're going to talk about tattling, why children do it, and how to handle it in a developmentally appropriate way. Hey, it's Sarah, and this is Kids These Days, a podcast brought to you by funding through the Kansas Department for Children and Families. Tattling involves one child reporting another child's misbehaviors to someone, usually an adult. Typically speaking, when a child tattles, most adults assume the child is getting up in someone else's business and doing so to get the other child in trouble. And I don't know about you, but I'm not a big fan of other people getting up in my business. But... What if we were able to flip the way we look at tattling, to see it as one of the important steps or strategies in a child's ongoing social-emotional development instead of just an annoying behavior? Like a stone path from the brainstem driveway, where we see toddlers use physical means of problem-solving like hitting or biting, up to the prefrontal front porch cortex, where adults are able to examine the problem, think of a solution, negotiate, etc. When we're able to look at tattling this way, we can see it as a developing form of problem solving. A couple stones past hitting and biting, but still a ways away from solving the problem on their own front porch. In a 2010 study involving children ages 3 to 4, Gordon Ingram and Jesse Baring observed 354 instances of tattling over a period of 30 days. The average rate was about one report per child per day, with a range of zero to more than six reports for children. The most common topics were property disputes, physical aggression, and rule violation. And 90% of those reports were true, and the rest were mainly just misunderstandings. So these findings suggest that while preschoolers can and do lie, Their tattling rarely involves deliberate lies, but that they are engaging in a type of social problem solving. And as I'm sure you remember from episode two and many other episodes, every behavior is a request for something and that no two somethings are alike, even for the same child. And while tattling is a form of problem solving, it can also be a behavior request for other things like maybe the child needs some adult attention. The child is genuinely concerned about the safety of the other children. Maybe they want to be sure that the rules are the rules and they're enforced the same for everyone. Or maybe that child has attempted to solve the problem, but it didn't work. Or maybe that child wants to make themselves look better or is trying to get someone else in trouble or gain some power. And we'll dive back into what those requests mean and how to respond to them right after a quick break. Looking for reliable online resources to share with parents or to learn more about why kids do what they do? Well, search no more. The Casido Kids Infant Toddler Specialist Network has created a collection of one-page information sheets, virtual kits, and online technical assistance packets just for you. These resources cover topics from biting, resilience, active supervision, intentional planning for infants and toddlers, and so much more. Find the link in your show notes or visit kskids.org backslash technical dash assistance dash zero to access these resources today. Before the break, 
we established that in addition to being an emerging form of problem solving, tattling may have a few other meanings. So let's talk about those. The child needs some adult attention or adult assistance. Maybe she's an older child who feels responsible for enforcing the rules when you aren't right there to do it because maybe you've asked her to help look after the younger kids in the past. I want you to be mindful of the times that you put older children in charge of younger children. Remember, it is always the adult and the adult alone, their responsibility to keep everyone safe, never that of a child. Absolutely, we learn best from our peers, especially our more knowledgeable and experienced peers, which are usually a little bit older. So we want to find opportunities where older children can aid younger children throughout the day while you are still there providing supervision and assistance to everyone. For example, having the older child count out the number of plates needed at the table for lunch as she hands them to the younger child to put on the table. Based on that study by Ingram and Burring, tattling works to get adult attention and or reinforcement. In almost half of the interactions they observed, they found that teachers responded to tattling by either directly intervening or providing the child that tattled a solution. Try giving that child attention before she needs it. Greet her first thing as she enters the room in the morning. Find opportunities to check in with her and for meaningful one-on-one interaction during the day. Or perhaps she's attempted to solve the problem, but it didn't work. We've all been there. But here's the thing. We are children's guideposts. They seek us out as the subject matter experts. We are their muscle, their backup. We help them make their words work and get them what they want and need. So when Adam comes to you and says, Miss Sarah, Maddie took my toys, you can say, I hear you saying that Maddie took your toys. Are you asking for my help to solve this problem? If he says yes, give him and Maddie the opportunity to tell their side of what happened and ask them what they've already tried. Then you can offer either a solution or a prompt to help them get to a workable solution. And of course, this situation is dependent on the child's age and ability. So keep that in mind. And also keep in mind that any workable solution that's decided upon You still have to stay close to make sure that it works. Now, if Adam comes to you and says, Miss Sarah, Maddie took my toys. And you say, I hear you saying that Maddie took your toys. Are you asking for my help to solve this problem? And he says, no. Ask him, are you telling me to be helpful or hurtful? Remember, that brainstem limbic system that drives the behavior and decision making. They aren't likely to put words to why they've tattled or know why they've tattled. They just know that what they tried isn't working. And so now they're coming to you for that help. So another reason that children might tattle is maybe that child is genuinely concerned about the safety of another child. And we don't want to discourage this. You know, sometimes kids see things that we don't or see things that we didn't think would be a safety issue until they happened. And we want children to look out for one another, for their safety. So we want to let that child know that you're aware of the situation and that you'll keep the other child safe by saying something like, yep, I see her on the stairs. She is climbing up high, isn't she? I'm right here so I can keep her safe while you go play. So now I've acknowledged that child's concern or fear and just reassured them, hopefully, that I'm there to keep them safe and I've got an eye on it. So another one of those reasons for tattling may be that, you know, she wants to be sure that the rules are the rules and that you're enforcing them the same for everyone. Understand that this shows a developing sense of right versus wrong. 
which is a cognitive skill, that cause and effect. Honestly, they may also be looking for affirmation from you that they do, in fact, know the rules. Be consistent in the rules that you have and the way in which you enforce the rules each and every day with each and every child and acknowledge their knowledge. Yep, that is the rule. I'm glad you know the classroom rules. They will help keep us safe. So this final reason I want to talk about, I think is what a lot of adults maybe at the jump assume children are trying to do when they tattle. And this might be part of why we're triggered in our heat of the moment thoughts. So this idea that children want to make themselves look better, or they're trying to get someone else in trouble or gain power. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Those things do happen. Um, Remember, you know, our toddlers into our preschoolers are coming out of that egocentric bubble of, you know, I looked at it, it's mine. I wanted it's mine. I touched it, it's mine. And no one could ever understand how I feel or feel differently. They, They just see themselves in every situation. They haven't developed that empathy. It honestly, a lot of this goes back to how we respond consistently or not in these situations, including when children tattle. So, you know, Thinking, think about this. Does the child lack self-esteem in other aspects of his development and maybe uses tattling about a peer's perceived rule breaking as a way to shine a light on his abilities? So we want to find ways to build his self-esteem throughout the day, not when he's tattling, by meaningfully commenting on his accomplishments as you observe them. You know, when you hear, I'm going to tell on you, So when you hear, I'm going to tell on you, you might assume that that child is trying to take advantage of whatever power they think they have to stop the situation from happening or going further. They're working on taking that next step on the stone path, and they're stuck on the mud in between. And this is age dependent, but resist the urge to jump in and take over the situation. Listen closely to what's being said and how they're handling it. Do they actually need your help? Or are they working it out on their own? Are they starting to use some of the strategies that you've been teaching them consistently every day? Also remember that sometimes for children, working it out sounds loud and angry and chaotic. Brainstem and limbic system, people. We need to stay close by, like I said. If they need you, you will know it. And if the loud and angry chaos starts to look like it might be a WWE match or your kids are farther back on the stone path and don't have the words to work it out, step in and say something like, it looks like you two have a problem that needs to be solved. Can I help you do that? This gives everybody a chance to stop, take a breath, get a little oxygen to their brain, give each of them the opportunity to tell their side of the story that tells them that you value what they have to say and then help them decide on a solution. And again, like I've said multiple times, stay close by. Sometimes solutions sound good coming out of your mouth, but they don't really work in practice. And that is okay. Encourage them to try again. What a wonderful real life teaching experience in problem solving. As we wrap up, I want to touch on A couple common responses to tattling that we didn't cover above, but are things that I know when I first started out teaching was something that I heard other teachers do and have heard other teachers since. And these responses are things like ignoring or turning away the child that's tattled to you or yelling at them or punishing them for tattling or minimizing the other child's role in the situation 
like saying, oh no, Maddie would never do that, which implies that the child's lying to you. So think a minute about the implications on the child and your relationship with that child when you use these strategies. Remember, you are a safe place for children. They have to trust that you will keep them safe. And when a young developing child comes to you with a concern or a perceived injustice and we ignore them or turn them away or punish them or minimize the other child's role, we teach them that we do not trust them, we do not value them, and that they should not trust us to keep them safe. And further on down the line as they get older, that teaches them to not come to us when they're dealing with safety concerns, like a peer pressuring them to do drugs or have sex. We want them to come to us to help them solve that problem. So remember that on the stone path to social development, we are all going to step in some mud from time to time. But as the adults in these children's lives, it is our role to be there to help them get unstuck and move on to the next stone. We'll see you next week. Kids These Days is a co-production of the Casito Kids Infant Toddler Specialist Network and Workforce Development Programs. These programs are supported through a grant from the Kansas Department for Children and Families Child Care and Early Education Services. However, information or opinions expressed herein do not necessarily reflect the position or policy of the agency, and no official endorsement should be inferred. If you have questions, comments, suggestions, or want to share your practice related to this or a previous episode, please email kidsthesedayspod at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at kidsthesedayspod. Be sure to check out the infographic and other resources for this episode in the show notes. And don't forget to hit subscribe. This episode was written, recorded, and edited by Sarah Holmes. Infographics by Rudy Benavides. Music track Hackbeat by Kevin McLeod. See you next time on Kids These Days.